1: What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. world. We are the music makers. And we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime.
2: I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose
1: language I did not speak. Don't think. Feel. But if every one of you changed the lives just 10 people and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people and another 10 we did not know each other and we could not speak to each other because if we could have spoken to each other we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us
2: i refer first to the need for far greater public
1: information to the need for far greater official secrecy and you can change the entire population of the world 8 billion people and if we could have figured out what was happening to us we might have been able to prevent it if you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever.
2: Well, it didn't happen. Here we are. You're wrong. Are
0: you are better you off than wrong? you were four years ago? I when I hear your new ideas, I'm reminded of that
3: ad. Where's the beef? The
1: They're looking for help. They're looking for help.
3: They're not looking for more of the same. When people lose their jobs, there's a good chance I'll know them by their names. When a factory closes,
1: I know the people who ran it. When the when businesses the business go bankrupt, bankrupt, I know them. Well, Governor, we Governor also we have fewer forces, forces and, bayonets and bayonets, because the nature of our military has changed. We have these things called aircraft carriers, where planes land on them. And when we get enough money, honey, we'll bring you down. But their children were saved, and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. Changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America.
2: Aisha wanted to take me onto the plaza of the Western Wall to show me where her family home once stood. But whilst I could enter, she was barred by the Israeli police. According to international law, this is occupied territory and Israel's actions are illegal. The Fourth Geneva Protocol, of which Israel is a signatory, forbids the destruction by an occupying power of any personal property. A grave breach of this convention, if proved in court, is considered a war crime.
1: see my house? Yes. See down. Look down. Yes. <laughs> you will see my house.
2: This is your house here. This is
1: a big hall now, no house.
2: And when the quarter was there, this was full of houses all yes. the way through the whaling wall.
1: Full of houses until the, the, where they are standing.
2: Did you understand why I wanted to widen the the, the whaling wall? Of course. Yeah, of course. it was narrow. It was terrible. But what I don't understand is how to do that. You could obliterate a community. A Moroccan community that has been as much a part of Jerusalem's history for the last 800 years as the Jews have been. The Wailing Wall is much older, first of all. Secondly, the country, including Jerusalem originally, was our area, was our city, yeah? Our holy city, the holy temple was built by Jews, not by Muslims. The destruction of the Moroccan quarter in June 1967 was the first major act in the Israeli occupation of Jerusalem, and it began a new battle for control of the city that has now lasted 40 years.
3: You like to see like this. God ask for peace for all the religions, peace and peace and peace because of that,
2: they make the the people crazy. Come, Aisha. Thank you for coming with us. You are welcome. In the next part, I will investigate how Israel has battled to increase the Jewish presence in the city and how the buying and selling of land has become a deeply political act. For Jews worldwide, Jerusalem is at the heart of their faith. It is the site where King Solomon built the original temple almost 3,000 years ago. Jerusalem is the place from which the Jews were exiled by the Romans after the temple's final destruction in AD 135. And it is the city to which they prayed for the next 2,000 years, yearning to return. Until the middle of the 19th century, Jews remained a small minority in Jerusalem. Then, numbers of Jewish immigrants escaping persecution in Europe began to arrive. And with the rise of Zionism, Jews quickly became a majority. Since the conquest of Jerusalem in 1967, the Israeli government has encouraged mass immigration to the city and the numbers of Jews have now risen to almost half a million.
3: Jerusalem was always the symbol of where Jews wanted to return to, of repatriation, of ending exile, of going home. So Jerusalem had, both on a religious level and a national level, the status of the ultimate goal of the the destination of the homecoming.
2: When modern Israel was founded in 1948, the surrounding Arab states were hostile to the huge waves of Jewish immigrants and declared their intention to annihilate them. A key battleground was Jerusalem. After a brutal and bloody battle, the eastern part of Jerusalem, including the Old City, was captured by the Jordanian Arab Legion.
3: In 1948 when the city was divided when the old city of Jerusalem was outside of Jewish hands there was built into that situation a sense of getting almost to the finish line but not quite there of something incomplete of of interrupted history.
2: Heim Zelnicker's family first arrived in the city from Germany 200 years ago during Israel's War of Independence in nineteen forty eight, he was one of the Jewish fighters who fought for control of the old city with the Arab Legion.
0: It was a terrible war. Fight day or night. Synagogue after synagogue. I wounded four times. I lost a piece of my leg. From 150 soldiers, 70 was killed. The rest was wounded. For my friends, but I wasn't together in a war. From 34, only the day in life.
2: <laughs> the battle in the old city lasted two weeks until the Jewish fighters ran out of food and ammunition and were forced to surrender.
0: The last day, I tell the boy, one boy, bring my ammunition. You know, this is the last hundred bullets on the same boy, boy, Judy. After an hour, it was killed. He was killed? He was killed.
2: When Israel conquered the old city in 1967, Chaim returned to live in his parents' house in the Jewish quarter.
0: I was up here, uh-huh. and uh, this was the last day. On all of Jerusalem, everything here was... Destroyed. Fire, destroyed. Everything was fire.
2: When the Arab Legion captured the Jewish quarter in 1948, its 1,500 surviving Jewish residents were forced to leave. The Jordanians then systematically destroyed the quarter, looting the houses and blowing up the synagogues to eradicate all traces of a Jewish presence. For the next nineteen years, there were no Jews living in the old city.
0: This was in 1948. This is the synagogue, the uh, What you see here, this was 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 destroyed. This is Jewish water. Look at Jewish water. It's yeah, destroyed. Hey, all was
2: destroyed. Mm. Look, at all this was destroyed. Chaim mm. now runs special tours of the Jewish quarter for soldiers and students.
0: Young boys, young girls was killed. All was uh, killed. So this is Israel. This is the heart of Israel. And if you ask me if I'm sorry, no, no, no. I love Israel. More than anything, I love Jerusalem. So this idea, I teach the young the soldiers today to know the price what you pay for a country. My father tell me before he passed away. My mother before passed away, both of them, tell me one thing. Hi, hey, don't leave the old city. Never, never. You or your the generation after you, not to leave the old city.
2: When the modern state of Israel was founded in 1948, two horrific events in Jerusalem defined the mindset of the opposing forces. The first took place just south of the city, in what is now the occupied West Bank, in a group of Jewish settlements called Gush Etzion. In 1948... They were part of Jerusalem's frontline defences against the Arab forces. Hanan Porat lived with his family in one of the original settlements. He was six when the fighting started. He wanted to show me a specially made film about the settlement's history.
4: An album of silent, faded pictures. An intimate reminder of a flourishing group of settlements that was cut down and destroyed.
2: I have a very particular memory from when I was a small child. One of the security guards took me up on the roof of the synagogue and shone a searchlight at the surrounding villages. I was very frightened. I said, Look how many Arabs there are, and we are so few. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, We have the light but they are in
1: darkness.
2: The second event took place on the western edge of Jerusalem, near the modern Jewish neighborhood of Givat Shaul. Sixty years ago, there used to be a Palestinian village here called Deir Yassin. Its remaining buildings are now in the grounds of an Israeli mental hospital closed off to the public I had arranged to meet 84 year old Abdulaziz Barakat and his son Muhammad whose family
4: used to live in the village the Jews attacked the village very early in the morning when people were asleep
0: they attacked everything Those
4: people from Deir Yassin, my uncles, some fled, while others were killed by the Jews.
2: On the 9th of April 1948, a force of Jewish
4: fighters attacked the village. My grandmother was killed, so was my uncle and my cousins and other relatives. Many people were killed in the village, not all together, but all over the village.
2: How many altogether were killed? Yes.
4: I know that the number was 92 people, my cousin told me. He has a list of the names. The villagers were taken by surprise. They were asleep. Men, women, children, anybody they could find, they killed. Those people came in with one intention, to kill everyone in the village.
2: Five weeks after the massacre at Deir Yassin, the Jewish settlements at Gush Etzion were surrounded and cut off from Jerusalem. Hanan Parat had already been evacuated with the other children. Our soldiers fought until the last bullet. At the last minute, they realized they were defeated as they saw there was no hope. They were rounded up by the Jordanian troops and told they were to be photographed before being taken captive.
4: Thank you for listening to Public Access America, produced by Public Access Pod.
2: You can find Public Access America on Twitter at Public Access Pod. Discover great new playlists
4: on SoundCloud
2: at Public Access America. Discover our catalog of vintage videos on YouTube at Public Access America. And finally, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple
0: Podcasts
2: or anywhere
0: you listen to your favorite shows. This has been Public Access America, history in the making, making history in the making.